Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you in the recliner. I'm I'm sitting here watching the fog. Uh, about all you can see, anyway. So might as well watch the fog. There ain't nothing else to see outside the window. Man, I've got a message for you this evening that um, it's actually fresh. It's uh, a pastor's wife just shared this. I just happened to see it on social media. I've read through it and I thought, wow, that's a pretty powerful message. And then I kind of went on and I went back to it and I copied it off and I put it into my sermon notes and thought, you know, that's worth sharing. And then I went looking for what I was going to share tonight and I just kept coming back to this. And I, I've been talking a lot about leading strong. I've been talking a lot about being men and women of God in our homes, leading our children, leading by example. Uh, I believe there's an urgency in the air about just things uh, that, that we are to be godly men, godly wives, godly husbands, uh, godly men and women, uh, to our, not only to our children, but to, to those around us, the people who we encounter in a day-to-day life. And this particular message is about husbands and wives. It's about the family. It's about marriage. If you're not married, listen to this anyway, and make sure that when you get ready to the point where you're going to be married, that this is how you set up your family, that this is what you do to ensure that you have a godly family and a godly marriage. But I want to share, this is this is kind of in a story form. Uh, there's a couple of characters in here that you'll come to know by the end of this story. It's not that long, but I really feel like it's imperative that I share this with you so that not only can you find healing in the process, but maybe you know someone who needs to hear this message as well. This message is titled, Husbands and Wives, Stop Wasting Your Time Praying. Whew, now, I know that catches my attention right off the bat. But listen to this story. Husbands and wives, stop wasting your time praying. Benson and his wife don't sit next to each other during church services. Even when going to church service, they go in different vehicles. And when they travel in the same car, it is usually a very quiet and uncomfortable ride. Benson sat at his usual spot in the church service, the fourth line on the far left row. His wife sat on the center row. The pastor took to the podium. Husbands, stop wasting your time praying, the pastor began. Well, the congregation got kind of alarmed, and no one expects to hear a pastor saying prayer is a waste of time, right? Well, I'm not here to discourage you to pray, but to encourage you to pray correctly. Husbands, Stop wasting your time praying if you're not treating your wives well. Wow, that's a powerful statement. You come to church driving your expensive cars, giving your offerings and tithes, active in church. Some of you are church leaders, but how are you treating your wife? You may look good to us church members, but is your wife and children that know who you truly are, said the pastor. Benson turned to face his wife. She looked at him. Benson could see her eyes, her left eye swollen from the blow he gave her last week when she confronted him about his alcoholism, his pornography, use and mischievous behavior. People could tell she had a black she couldn't people couldn't tell she had a black eye because of the makeup she had on. She had done a well well done job. Well, the pastor continued, "People have perfected the art of cover-up here in church." So many are hurting, but you wouldn't even know. People come here wearing their nice clothes, shiny smiles. They're active in ministry, 
but they're hurting a lot in their marriage. We've become numb and plastic, brushing things under the carpet, but today we shall heal and shall address those wounds we hide. The pastor cleared his throat and he continued, Many of those who are hurting their spouses are using the church to hide. They think that because they give offerings and tithes, because they make public prayers, because they read the word, or because they hold a church leadership position, that they're right with God. God is also interested in what you do in your marriage and in your family. The word says that when you treat your wife badly, it hinders your prayers. Men, you claim to be prayerful. Hear this. Your first ministry is your home. Stop trying to blackmail God with your service in church, yet you are mean and hurtful towards your spouse. Many of the members of the congregation were getting pretty restless and unsettled. The pastor continued, Many of those who are being hurt by their spouse hide their pain and won't want to project an image that is all well to validate that they are blessed and in control. Some of you are active in church to run away from pain in your marriages. The congregation was silent, some straightening their ties, others fidgeting with their Bibles, adjusting their sitting position. The pastor was preaching truth, and it was uncomfortable. The pastor continued, The husbands are not the only ones guilty here. Wives, don't you know the Bible says when your husband found you, he found a good virtuous woman, and you brought favor to him? Then why are you the source of your husband's headache and stress? Have you been so toxic that you have turned your prayerful husband into a prayerless one? Do you make him regret marrying you because you bring more complications than he had before marrying you? How you treat your husband can be a stumbling block in his walk with God or an environment that encourages growth. Many of you wives married your individual husbands primarily because of their relationship with God. So why are you now destroying their relationship with God instead of celebrating and nurturing it? Why are you being a burden to your husband's emotional spiritual, social, sexual, and financial attitudes instead of being one who brings favor. Benson's wife looked at her husband. Benson looked at her, and she looked away. The pastor paused to drink his glass of water, and then he continued, When I'm thirsty, I drink a glass of water. When your spouse gets thirsty, will you allow God to use you to bless your spouse? You've been told many sermons that focus on you as an individual, that God will make you prosper as an individual. I'm here to tell you, your blessings are tied to people. You are blessed to be a blessing to others. Our God is not an individualistic God. Your blessing is tied to your marriage, your family. It's not about you. It is about Jesus, and Jesus is about love. What God is about what good is it to prosper and be successful when you have no love? It is all vanity. God cares about your family, how you treat your spouse and your children. There was silence across the church. Yes, we pray, but what kind of prayer does your spouse pray because of you? When your spouse prays, is it largely to cry out to God because of the hurt you bring? Is it to plead with God to change you from the monster you've become? Is it to plead for grace to deal with how difficult you are? Or is it to give thanks for you? Silence. Silence is a graveyard in the church. 
Are you really prayerful? Do you really value prayer? What is prayer? Then why is it that many of you find it easy to come to us pastors for us to pray with you as an individual? You find it as easy to pray in public, in a church service or Bible study, but find it so hard to pray with your spouse. Isn't that telling of what is going on in your marriage? Don't you know that we that more you pray with your spouse, the stronger your marriage will be? But how can you find it easy to pray with a spouse you hurt or who hurts you? The pastor paused and he looked at the congregation, eyes staring at him. I challenge you. I challenge you to pray with your spouse and to treat your spouse well. You must save your home, your marriage, and your love. Husbands, you are the head of the home. I challenge you to stand up and go to where your wife is and pray with her as a start to a more prayerful chapter in your marriage. Don't do it because I ask you to, but because you want to. Your choice. One by one, the husbands present began to stand up. Benson stood up too. Benson walked to where his wife was. The face of Benson's wife overwhelmed with love. She looked on as her husband walked to her. She almost stood up, but he gave her a hand gesture to just stay where she was, seated. Benson reached where she sat. Their eyes met. He knelt down. He stared at her, and then he kissed her swollen left eye. I am sorry, he said. Can I pray with you, he asked. She got up from her seat and knelt down as well. There on the floor, as the church service was still going on, husbands prayed with their wives. Benson prayed, kneeling with his wife. They prayed for forgiveness, for thanksgiving, for love, for renewal, for peace, for direction, for their marriage. Marriages were healed that day. I want to share this with you. There were, early on in the ministry that I got into as a youth minister, uh, children were elementary age, somewhere in that vicinity. We'd been to morning service. I was youth pastor in Durango, Colorado, Assembly of God Church there. And we'd come out to the vehicle and we got in the car to go home for the afternoon before the evening service. And my son, I don't remember the age right at the time, but he asked me a very valid question that, that cut me to the core. He said, Dad, how come you're one person in there pointing at the church building and you're another person with us? I was guilty. I was guilty of being two-sided, two-faced. I was guilty of putting on a church coat and taking it off when I was with my family. I was guilty of not being a man of God leading my home correctly. I struggled in that area, even though I was on ministerial staff for many years. I struggled with that particular item of leading my family spiritually. I tried. I had my moments, but I failed miserably a lot. God is calling us men. He's calling us women to, to be men and women of God in our homes. Husbands, love your wives. She is a treasure. When you married her, you found a treasure. Wives, we're to submit to our husbands. We're, we're, to, we're to come in under their wing and support them and and encourage them and but it takes a two-role part here husbands you have to love your wife the way christ loved the church and he gave his gave his life up for her are you loving your wife sacrificially in that manner 
Are you willing to give up your life, your will, to see to it that your family comes first in your in your life? It's it's so important to understand what's being spoken here. This isn't a this isn't a feel good message. This is a rough one. This is one that's challenging us, uh, and we're both equal men, women. This isn't one about the other. This isn't one being negative to the other. This is about both of us because we all share this role. Marriage is a partnership. It, it, and matter of fact, the Bible talks about a three-strand cord. It's not just about husband and wife, but it's that cord of God's love wrapped around us that make us substantial as a family and make us stand out. If we begin to pray together the way God intended, if men, if we begin to be the men of God of our house as we're called to be, Women, if we begin to support our husbands the way God intended us to, our homes begin to look a whole lot different. Our life, our marriages begin to look a whole lot different. There may be hurts that need to heal, but it starts with you coming to the Lord together, asking for forgiveness, washing away the pain of the past, and allowing God to lead you into the future. Again, if if you're not married, if if you're young, if you, whatever, this this still pertains to you. You're still to be a man or woman of God. Maybe you're a single parent, then then you need to buck up and be that role model for your child to lead them correctly, to train up a child in the way they should go, so that when they're old, they won't depart from that. Listen, I want to challenge you here right now. Be a man or woman of God, and begin by coming to your spouse asking forgiveness for your lack of your leadership role, for your lack of your support role. Bow your heads together and ask God to give you strength. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to repair the hurt, to begin the healing process, and to bind you together stronger than you've ever been bound together before. Let it begin right now. Let it begin here in, your, in, in the midst of his presence right now. God, we ask for your holy presence to come into these homes, to come into these marriages, to into these individuals. God, I pray that you challenge their hearts to become men and women of God. God, I pray that you take them back to their first love. Remember Revelation chapter 2 where it talks about the church of Ephesus, that, that you've lost your first love. How, how much you were in love with God, how much that, that spark happened when you met your spouse. That, 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 that It all comes together in the midst of God's love. Bring us back to that place, Lord. Bring us back to that place of that first love, our first love for you and our first love for our families, our spouses. God, tonight I ask for healing to begin in every heart that hears this message. In Jesus' name. If you've been blessed by this message, please share it. You might just be saving a marriage that may be at the verge of being broken. And, and maybe even if it's not a marriage, maybe you're setting someone up to where they have a godly marriage when they begin from the very beginnings. What a beautiful time to be a messenger of God with this particular message. God bless you guys. Ron and I love you. We're praying desperately over you that God brings you to the place to be the men and women of God that he called and created you to be, to lead your family in this dark time, to be a, a light shining in the darkness. Husbands, lead strong. We need men of God to lead our families. We're desperate for that in our hearts and our lives right now and our families. God bless you for taking the time to listen and do something about your walk with him and, and, your, and your godly relationship within your family. Amen.
We love you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support, your prayers. We'll talk to you again real soon.